shadow darts behind a tree, a raven croaks knowingly out of view. You are never alone in the woods, always seen, always in the company of beasts. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. Nature is full of trick-or-treating opportunities, year-round. A patch of ripe blueberries at the top of a mountain or the discovery of a forgotten apple tree? Those are treats. Tripping over loops of hobblebush branches in the ground or getting surprised by the exploding seed capsules of jewelweed? Those are tricks. But there is one kingdom in Maine whose dark door you best avoid on a fanciful trick-or-treating adventure, the taxonomic kingdom of fungi. I have always adored the world of mushrooms. They come in so many colors, from turquoise to scarlet red to black, and almost everything in between. They adorn tree trunks, lawns, and forest floors. They can be tiny and gelatinous, shelf-like and woody, or huge and supple. Not to mention their colorful names like Dead Man's Fingers, Weeping Tooth Crust, Funeral Bell, Bitter Poison Pie, and others. I love looking for them, looking at them, learning about them, and eating them. But eating them on my own only came after years of study, primarily with expert mushroom foragers. Local living knowledge of mushrooms, combined with the thoughtful study of how to identify them, their taxonomy, the distinguishing characteristics of different groups, is critical if you are ever interested in eating a wild mushroom. So here's a spooky story about why. It was a dark and stormy afternoon. Two friends were ambling along in the forest, enjoying the wind and rain on their faces and the colorful leaves carpeting the spongy ground beneath their feet. They noticed a bright white mushroom poking up out of the leaves. Bending down and inspecting it closer, one of them remarked that it looked almost like the button mushrooms you can buy in the store. Knowing that many wild mushrooms are edible, they considered taking this one home to cook up and eat. What's the worst that could happen? They wondered. At that thought, a red squirrel hopped headfirst down the nearest spruce trunk, rusty brown tail waving frantically. These two friends were used to the loud chatter of red squirrels announcing their presence in the forest and attempting to dissuade them from getting too close from their stash of spruce seeds, so they almost ignored it. But was that a tiny monocle over the squirrel's left eye? A tiny pack basket full of what looked like miniature field guides tucked into the crook of the nearest branch? They couldn't be sure. Thinking they had momentarily lost their minds, they shook the fog out of their heads and began to move along. Suddenly, the red squirrel's piercing chatter transformed into a language they could understand. What's the worst that could happen if you ate that bright white mushroom? The squirrel chided. Well, at first, nothing. It might even taste good to you, sautéed in a bit of butter with some salt and pepper. What doesn't? But tomorrow you wouldn't feel well at all. Many a trip to the latrine would be in store for you. You'd start to dry up like an apple by a fire, and no amount of water could replenish you. By the time you ask for help, a doctor might discover that your liver and kidneys might be damaged to the point of no return, and that would be that, your last supper. Shocked, the two human friends looked at each other, rubbed their eyes, and stared at the squirrel again. What would cause such a thing? they asked the squirrel. Amatoxins, the squirrel replied. Consult an encyclopedia. 
In one impressive bound, the scholarly red squirrel landed next to the white mushroom, took a bite out of it, and leapt back up the trunk of the spruce tree. Wait, the humans shouted. Won't that mushroom poison you? The squirrel looked back and said, There are plenty of things that I can eat that you can't. Never assume that the nibbles of my kind, or even a slug, could indicate the edibility of a mushroom. And just like that, the red squirrel disappeared into the dark canopy of the forest. Never underestimate the power and brilliance of our forest neighbors. Beware, the forest is full of not only treats, but tricks, too. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology.